0: Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, what's up, everybody? We are recording. We are coming to you live with another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital. Where we help law firms grow their pipeline using digital marketing so today i have a special guest coming out of california kia champion what's up man
1: how you doing kevin
0: yeah welcome to the show so we got to chat a little bit backstage with some of the cool things you got going on and really excited to hear your story hear the audience you know more about you and what your firm's up to some of the things that you've been to accomplish you know kind of want to start from the beginning like what What's your story, man? Like what's, tell us your background, how you got started and and what kind of made you decide to become an attorney?
1: So I'm, uh, I was originally born in uh, Iran. My family moved to America when I was three. Grew up in Portland, Oregon till I was about 14. Uh, Then we moved to Los Angeles. My father is a plastic surgeon. So he was in med school up in Oregon. And then he opened up his uh, own practice out here in LA. So most of my adult life have, has been in LA. I went to law school in San Diego, the University of San Diego. Then moved back here. M- my story is very unique. Uh, how I got here, there was a lot of trials and tri- tribulations before even getting my license. In my twenties, I uh, did some stupid things, got in some trouble <laughs> criminally. <laughs> I got in trouble with the law. <laughs> so actually, you know, when I passed the bar. California Bar didn't give me my license for three years. They made me do all this, uh, all these classes and just a, a bunch of uh, hoops that I had to jump through to get my license. And at the time, it was devastating. There were some really dark times, but out of that actually routed my confidence and who I am today as a business owner because I couldn't get hired. Nobody would hire me as a paralegal. Oh, They're really? Like, wow. Because they, they said, okay, wait a minute. You have your license, you, you pass the bar, but you don't have your license. And we can't hire you as an attorney. And we don't want to hire you as like a paralegal because what if you get your license and then you want to be an attorney? So it was really tough. I couldn't find a job. So decided to uh, open up a bar tutoring pra- uh, business, basically tutoring people who had had trouble passing the California bar. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I, I put an <laughs> ad in Craigslist, believe it or not. I offered $2,500 as a flat fee, and if if you don't pass, you get your money back. And I had one guy actually call me, and he had had failed the bar like four times. So he gave me a shot. He passed the bar. He referred a bunch of people, and I turned that into a six-figure business before I even had my license. I love it. And it also kind of paved the way for how I wanted to uh, run my practice, because I saw you do a good job your name will get out there and you'll get referrals. And those, that's, that's the best way to retain a client is if somebody that they trust, you know, says go to this guy, 99% of the time they end up signing up. Once I got my license, I immediately opened up my practice as a sole practitioner. Um, I had some money saved up from the bar tutoring. So I was able to, you know, I, I spent some money on Google ad clicks and I put a billboard up. Anything I could in those early days to kind of try to muster up some business. And, you know, eventually I got one, two, was able to do a good job for them, turned into five, 20, 40, and here we are six years later and we have like 350 open pre-litigation PI cases, about, about 200 litigation cases. We also do employment law. It just kind of snowballed from those humble beginnings.
0: I love that man. That's an amazing story. You know, a couple of things in there, you know, your dad's an entrepreneur. So I assume that had some effect on you as far as, uh, going into on your own versus trying to work for someone else. Interesting about the paralegal, like you're basically were overqualified to be a paralegal, man. I mean, but you didn't give up. You figured out some other way to really stay within the industry, but you got to make a buck and you got to get yourself to the next side, which is waiting. Did, now, did they tell you like, it's going to be three years or you just didn't really have a timeline? So no time, no idea.
1: No timeline. I was flying blind, just doing everything I could. That's Going crazy. back to what you were saying, absolutely. Uh, my father, a big role model as far as you know, having your own business. Medicine wasn't for me. I, I like to talk and argue, so I thought law would be the way to go.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, amazing story, man. And some of the things, the challenges you had, not even being from the country and moving around, and and all those things as well. So. Uh, but good on you for sticking with it. And, and now look where you're at. So, and doing good work. I mean, I've interviewed hundreds, well, hundred, over a hundred probably management partners this year. And the number one thing is you got to do good work you have to be transparent. You have to have integrity. You're going to get work from that. It's going to come back to you for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't beat a referral. You get a referral. If I get a referral, it's the best thing ever. And it's usually a done deal. Uh, you got to do good work and, and do that. So, So that's cool, man. Doing good things, putting good vibes out there. You're going to get stuff in return. So tell me a little bit more about your firm. So what's the different practice areas that you focus on? I think you have a a few locations as well. So give us a little bit more information on the firm itself.
1: So I would say we're probably about 70% personal injury, 25% employment, and 5% criminal defense. It didn't start that way. It started out, I was going to do criminal defense. It just kind of took the PI just kind of took off. When I was in law school, I worked for an employment firm and the first attorney I hired, he came from an employment firm. So we kind of, you know, we said, why don't we add employment law to our practice? And he's done an amazing job of building the employment practice up.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. He's got the skills and the know-how that makes sense to kind of run. Now for the criminal defense. uh, So it seems like a really small percentage of that is that is that coming in from leads or like from referrals from your other types of clients?
1: Mostly referrals.
0: What are some ways you got? so I know you've put some money in like Google ads and you've done some SEO in the past and you have a, a you know, a nice website. What are some of the things that you have done outside of referrals and just doing good work? Uh, what are some of the things that you've done that have been effective for you? Uh, or, you know, are there things that you've done that just, you don't believe are going to work?
1: It's a lot of uh, being a foot soldier. Anytime I would get in an Uber or a Lyft, I would strike a conversation up with the driver, give him my card. The key is finding some connection with a person, beyond just like I'm an attorney. You should hire me. If if they remember you and they like you, they're more likely to call you. They're they're more likely to remember you when they get rear-ended. Um, so I try to I try to build relationships with everybody. I think my my background helps in that. I mean even though I'm Iranian, my mother is Jewish. Uh, my father, even though he's not religious, he's a man of science, but he comes from a Muslim background. And in Iran, that was really unheard of for a Muslim and a, a Jewish person to marry. So very broad group of people that I've associated with in my life. I don't put myself in any one like category for per person.
0: Oh, my camera's messing up. <laughs> no, I mean, that's similar to me, like, not for sort of my background but just i like starting up a conversation with pretty much anybody i like to just talk to people and business comes up no matter what so it doesn't always help me when i'm at home or my wife going out to events with her but uh yeah that's that's the way I'm, I, I am too so i just like talking to people having a conversation and it, and it leads to good things people are going to refer you whether or not they can be a client or not it doesn't doesn't matter hey, you're, you're a little blurry i think it's picking up the uh the mic on the audio so yeah really cool stuff so you mentioned some of the things let me switch my camera and see if that works there we go we're back people sorry about that so so some of the things you have done you you mentioned like the billboard like did that do anything for you or is that just a big waste of money hey there
1: this is eric j olson the ceo of array law if you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company reach out you can find us online at arraylaw.com or call us at any time 757- 333-3021. I think it was a big waste of money unless you're going to put a billboard on every block there in, in Los Angeles there's a PI attorney on every block I can there's, imagine there's so, there's so many because you know we have a lot of car accidents here and so unless you saturate the market with your likeness which I there's a couple attorneys that have done that you know they're Every time you turn on the TV, you see their commercials uh, or you see their billboards everywhere, which is which is, you know, I'm sure it it works. It's a huge investment. I don't know how successful they are. And of course, they get cases, but I think it's not filtered. They're getting hundreds of calls a day. (laughs) A a lot of them might not even be like I rear ended someone. Do I have a case? No. Sorry. You don't have a case.
0: You might want to call someone else. (laughs) Yeah, I do digital marketing. You know what we do because we've, we've spoke with you. So we do digital marketing and not that I'm completely against those types of marketing tactics. It just, like you just mentioned it, it takes an insane investment over years, sometimes decades. Yeah, it's just a, it's a broadcast. So you definitely can't filter people. Um, You can't really be there when they actually need you. If it's a billboard, unless they wrecked right in front of it. So it's, if they don't remember your name, then they're not going to call you. So it just takes a long time to penetrate the market, and so you just have to go all in and dominate it. Whereas one billboard's a completely waste of money. So that's you know why we we look at digital marketing to try to when someone's looking they don't know you, you know how how can they find you that way, you know, and you come up. But there's a firm here locally. So I'm in Virginia. You're in California. But there's a firm here local that I've I've spoken with just an, get an analysis of their stuff and spend a tremendous amount of money on all traditional stuff over the years they have like something like eight people full-time just answering phones all day to try to source through all the phone calls they get and i forgot how much it cost them per month it was a lot of money but just to make you know just to source the calls they have that many calls that they have to source through and most of them are definitely not cases so it's a really small percentage but now they have to invest in all these folks and people answering phones just to wade through all the crap that they're producing uh, just to try to get, you know, and the case values are very low compared to what they used to be. So uh, yeah, it can cause a lot of issues if that's all you do.
1: I also did um, the Google like ad uh, like pay-per-click. It was good in that it, I did get a few cases and from that, those people referred people. So it was a good jump off to, to, get me in the door with clients you know after a while i really didn't need to do that anymore i I had enough (laughs) people coming in whatever you know whatever you want to call it i my reputation had had built up to the point where i was getting a lot of clients without having to do the google ads
0: yeah it was actually so the way kind of the way we look at it's kind of like a trust it's like a trust level and it's like and when I'm talking about like, you know, your potential clients and what they trust and you know, your website's kind of down at the bottom where they, they trust that a lot versus and then Google, you know, organic search, they'll, they'll trust that. And the reviews like on your, your Google listings, they'll trust that more. And then as they start, to you know, they don't trust that at all. You know, social media is kind of in the middle there. So certain things that I just feel people don't trust as much. And with the ads, you're usually getting lower level. Uh, lower quality leads, for sure. Um, we see that across the board with our clients. It's good if you nail the other things down. Your SEO crushes it. Your website's awesome. Then advertising makes a little bit more sense. But uh, it's definitely, we see across the board, it's definitely a lower quality lead when you're paying for those ads. So, But you know some firms, they've done everything and now they want more, right? <laughs> so they'll dump more money into that. And as long as they have a system for it and then take, Process that that works, you know, makes sense. I think so. Yeah. So, um, so you have like almost four hundred cases, three hundred fifty cases uh, active. There. So, what do you, what do you do to manage that pipeline? Any kind of uh, case management software? What do you guys use for that? Yeah,
1: yeah, we have a case management software. I have fourteen employees. Four attorneys. Uh, five attorneys. Five attorneys, including me. Five attorneys.
0: Awesome, and you got. I saw on your website, I think three different locations.
1: Yeah. We also have a location now in uh, Nevada as well. We have a location in Vegas. Oh, wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay.
0: How many locations is Is that five?
1: Uh, four. One of the attorneys that he's, he lives there and he, he basically manages the Vegas office.
0: Okay. Excellent. So that's kind of separately managed by, uh, what's the case manager software that you're using? Case peer. Case peer. I was trying to make note of that for like Clio. And I was talking to we,
1: we tried Clio. We tried some of the other ones, Case Peer so far. It's um, a lot of these uh, software, are, they're not PI specific. Yeah. Like they're okay. kind of civil litigation specific, whereas Case is is really PI specific. Nice.
0: Okay. That's awesome. I heard someone the other day. There is one out of Australia. It's called like Smokeball. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> I have heard of that one. I was like, well, what was that? So, <laughs> so whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah. So Kia, what's kind of coming down, you know, what's your plans for next year and, and maybe the next couple of years? What, what's some of the kind of growth that you're working on? Or Maybe it's not just growth, but efficiencies.
1: What's, what, what do you have planned? I'm always looking for new innovative ways to bring in business. So we try a lot of different things, you know it, i don't have a specific like this is what we're gonna do i kind of tether myself to do the best job on every case and the cases will come and so <laughs> far so good
0: well wow, you can't grow with that is there any plans uh so like you got the new office uh location nevada too so you got any, is there any plans to have any more offices or any more attorneys or grow the staff at all
1: yeah i you know it's funny i One of my mentors is he's like a big, big time PI attorney here in LA. And he he told me, uh, number one advice he gave me for employees is don't hire new employees unless you're absolutely like, you know, overrun and and need it. So I've kind of followed that when I, when, when I've seen like we're, we're too busy and we need help, I'll hire somebody new. I kind of just been doing it incrementally as we've gotten busier.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good, I think that's good because I think like in the past, I've, I've gone through the same thing. I don't run a law firm, but I run a marketing company, but um, we're 22 roughly full-time. And a lot of times I'll have like a, a manager or another employee say, Hey, I want to hire this other person to help me out. And, and we'll go, okay, well let's take a look and let's give it some time let's see like what the problems are and where we need help. And then we'll look at the budgets and we'll see if we can hire that person. And then like a week goes by, which we kind of almost do on purpose a week or two. And they're like, Hey, um, how are things going? Oh man, everything's good now. Slowed down. I was, it was just a couple of new clients came on board. So I was just busy for that short period of time. So it's like, there wasn't really a need. Of course, everyone wants help when they can get it, but we got to buckle down and get, get the work done. And if you're going to be busy for a little bit of time, then so be it. You know this is a business, so so I, say, I think sometimes you got to be careful about just hiring and and really there wasn't a need or it was a a, a short period of time, <clears throat> and then you end up with this employee that you know you didn't really uh you didn't need. So
1: yeah, right.
0: So we, we do the same thing. We try to uh, we try to take it plan. We we it's hard to plan. I think now so I've had a bunch of people on here managing partners that have very specific plans. Not necessarily in in people, but maybe another state or another office or something like that. But it's really hard to
1: predict, I think. Yeah, we've got to be flexible. Also, one other thing I I didn't really mention, I think I'm not saying every attorney, but what separates separates me from a lot of attorneys that in speaking with my clients, it seems to be a number one complaint is there's a lack of communication from the attorney. So they hand off the case to a case manager and then the client never hears from the attorney again. And I try to give every client my personal cell phone. You know, with the understanding that, hey, look, we have a lot of people here, but if you need something, text me, call me. You know, uh, sometimes even when I tell them that, they'll be like, you haven't (laughs) reached out to me in forever. And I'll be like, remember I told you, if you need anything, you can a text away. But I think it's really made a, a big difference because like I said, it's the number one complaint. You know, i had a case five years ago and i never even met the attorney i try to make myself available
0: yeah I, I mean i can see that being a big i know that in our industry that's a huge complaint too and we've tried to address that as well being over the top with communication but just like if we if someone hires us and they give us a bunch of money and they're wondering what's going on you know is anything happening that's something over the years we've just tried to always improve and i think from an attorney standpoint too like if I had a, a case or a personal situation and I wasn't really sure of the outcomes or what's going to happen, like why you're not getting back to them. They're just literally sitting around thinking about it. Like what's happening. Is this attorney listening to me? Are they going to do what they say? So you got to think about what the customer's feeling and they're constantly going to be thinking what the hell is going on. I mean, you could use it in any situation saying you're getting like a new kitchen in your house or, whatever and the, the contractor's not telling you what's happening what's the schedule when's it going to be done you're going to pick up the phone and go hey what's up i haven't heard anything so yep i think across the board better communication uh, for the win for sure kia thanks so much for sharing uh some of the things about you and an interesting story you know some of the things you had to go through you know i, I agree with you i think you're in a, a better person a better place uh probably for that having to go through that sucks but uh it looks like you're doing well now. So I appreciate you coming on to share uh, your story with us and, and the things that you're up to. So anything else you want to share before we roll?
1: I'll just uh, I'll just give you my kind of my uh, credo, uh, which is adversity is simply opportunity disguised. I'll leave it at that. I like it.
0: <laughs> yep. Fighting adversity for sure. Well, Kia, I appreciate you coming on, man. Stick on with me for just a second. Everyone that's tuning in, Check out his firm. You can go to uh, champlawfirm.com. It's down at the bottom of your screen if you're watching on video. If you're on audio, that's champlawfirm.com. Super simple. Uh, it's Kia Champion. If you want to look him up, connect with him elsewhere. Uh, also, his episode will be live up on our website uh, soon at raylaw.com forward slash podcast. Also available on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and it'll be up on the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and every other platform available. So stay tuned for that. And if you need any help growing your firm, doing some of those tactics that'll that'll work for you to get more leads, you can check us out at Raylaw.com. Reach out to me my team. Happy to talk to you. I also give up my cell phone. If you need anything, let me know.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Kevin.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing, brother. I appreciate it. You stick on with me for a second and everyone else. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.